0: Hello, my name is Jose Alvarez. And I'm Corey Austin. And we're international school teachers in Monterrey, Mexico. I'm a middle school high school librarian. And I'm an innovation coach. And we want to talk to you today about our podcast, Beyond Our Bell. In the Beyond Our Bell podcast, we want to explore and highlight those projects, activities, and programs that make schools unique.
1: You know, those things that we really love about our schools, technology, innovation, design, sustainability well beaten you can find our podcast at beyond our
0: bell.com or you can write to us at beyond our bell at gmail.com so let us know what's going on beyond your bell
2: it's beautiful but it has so many trash there was a whole lot of trash people just don't care i i didn't know i i was going to find so many trash we are uh, checking the, the trash that the people mm, like throw in this park. Plastic. Chip bags and uh, bottles. A lot of plates of plastic and like that. Yeah, we found some glasses a lot broken. Almost everything we found here, it's disposable. The good thing is that we're all helping and uh, I hope a lot of people want to
0: Welcome to another episode of Beyond Our Bell. Our school, the American School Foundation of Monterey, Mexico, sits at the footsteps of the Huasteca Canyon. The canyon is majestic, rugged, natural, and is simply beautiful. This episode is about the relationship our school has with the canyon and our responsibility to it. The Huasteca
1: Canyon, or El Cañón de la Huasteca, is an ecological bar located in the municipality of Santa Catarina that's in the state of Nuevo León, near the city of Monterrey. It is located between the Sierra Madre Mountains and the Cumbres of Monterrey National Park. This park was established in 1939, at that time one of the largest areas to be declared protected by the national government
0: as a national park. The Huasteca Canyon surrounds the Santa Catarina River with mesmerizing limestone cliffs and rock formations that expand over more than 1,700 square kilometers. This semi-desert terrain holds over 1,300 different species of flora and fauna. Future exploitation of the park for residential areas is casting its menacing shadow over these mountains. Long gone are those days of government protection. Today, the park is being pulled in all directions by state, federal, municipal, and private companies on a number of different development projects and recreational interests but one problem that's been persistent for the last 30 years and one that we'd like to address in this podcast is the park visitors
1: the Huasteca gets a lot of visitors especially in the weekend families large group of people couples they have no entrance fee they have no agencies controlling what they do and are not careful at all where they leave their footprint This is not everybody but it's a great percentage of the visitors that are causing a terrible impact on the park.
0: Um, Who else uses the Huasteca though if you're out there on the weekend especially is you'll see a lot of cyclists. It's a perfect kind of uh, place if you're you're a cycling enthusiast. A lot of rock climbers, runners, joggers, walkers, dog walkers, kite flyers, everything in between. So it's a place where you can really get out and enjoy the the beautiful outdoors and, and the the beautiful scenery that's out there. Well it's just so close
1: that we start spending as much time as possible in it and falling deeply in love with
0: it. It's, it's amazing to think and I feel like we're really lucky because our school sits literally at the doorstep or entry into the canyon and we're in a city of, you know, 5 million people. A very industrial city. Um, and to be able to like kind of escape into this beautiful natural park in like 10 minutes, it's really hard to find in any city. And so I think what surprised me, surprised us after, you know, spending time in there is like, well, this is a national park. How come it's not, well, being Canadian, I guess, is like, how come it's not being treated like a national park. How come there's no garbage cans? How come there's no bathrooms? How come there's no... Ooh. Officers in uniform. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, or like just, you know, basic regulations. It's just kind of, well, it's it like the Wild West, really.
1: So with that in mind, we went to the Wasteca and covered this massive uh, cleanup that took place uh, just a couple of months ago. And uh, Six different schools from Monterey were involved in it. And uh, this is Vivian Clarion, who's going to talk to us about it.
2: I'm Vivian Clariont. I am a mom volunteer in charge of the green team of uh, Himalaya International School. Last year, for the first time, it was actually a, the upper school's director's idea so he kind of like gave it to me and we did it on a Saturday morning. We had only uh, one like seventh grade so we were like 50 students but we did we posted it on Facebook and you know all around and we had like 110 people that came and did a cleanup. We have the help of Aventuras. Uh, they are in charge of ecotourism here. I don't know if you know about them but they do la via ferrata and so they they know their stuff. That actually I know that was like because of them. Last year we worked with in Malaya uh-huh. and we had like four tons of uh, four of, trash. Tons of trash. Yeah. And we were only 100 people today we're 600 people so we hope we have much more so let's see today we have less time because they come on a school day so yeah, they, they have like counted the hour just a couple of hours to work and last year we came on a saturday so it was much easier and we have like five or six hours of work for everyone and like we we got. Had- so that we did that last year and i loved Doing it so this year, we decided to do the whole upper school, so it's six, seven, eight, and ninth grade okay. of the Huskies. And uh, I'm also in a committee that's called the um, Comite Ecologico Interescolar. Mm-hmm. We are now, I think, 40 schools. Chantal Nikin, a mom from your school, actually started it with another mom from Montessori School, and we've gotten together and have a lot of good ideas and we share what we do yeah. so um, through them i got appointments with different schools principals and we went to like 15 schools to invite them okay. eight of them are coming with us today and and also uh, prepatec we're dividing all the all the buses half and half half of them are picking up pet like just plastic bottles and the others ones are picking trash um uh, el municipio de santa catarina they're loaning us uh like a truck for picking up the trash and industrias allen they have a like movable plastic or recycling machine that's all the way over at the parking lot because there's no uh, electricity here so we had to put it over there so half of the things that are going to be picked up it's going to be just plastic and the other part is gonna be trash so plastic with Allen and they're gonna take it all the way to recycling and the other part just to the trash so that's what we we want to do and we choose like teens or preteens because well, they're supposedly more mature so it should be safer I'm not sure right (laughs) now but also they teach their parents with example, and they're like little brothers and sisters, that did, that's what you should do.
0: So what are you doing out in the Huasteca today?
2: Um, I'm taking the trash and everything, so we have a better place here, and the plants can grow up.
0: Okay, and what is your, um, were you surprised by anything today when you came out? Like
2: um, um, That I found so many trash, I I didn't know I I was going to find so many trash, but yeah. And At first, you you see, and there's nothing. But when you start yeah start to look in the floor, you see everything. We are uh, checking the the trash that the people mm, like throw in this park. People just don't care and just leave it there, so it really makes you wonder where does all the trash go. So yeah, it makes you think twice before uh, throwing something to the floor. They don't know what they are doing because they can contaminate everything here. The thing that cuts my attention is almost everything we found here. It's disposable. It's cheaper and easier to make, but it's not better for the planet. It's way, way worse. People don't care about what the world gives us, and that's really bad. Yeah. That's not fair. Like the mother nature gives you everything, and you're not treasuring it. That.
1: Does
0: this be, this wasquega belongs to?
2: Uh, to everybody. To everybody, everybody nature, uh, yeah. and mm. everyone, and
0: Everyone of this Monterey and Nuevo yeah. Leon, and
2: yes. all the world. Take care of the world.
0: Our students have had many different kind of. Project-based learning experiences that involve the Westeca, um, you know, to various like success and failures, but uh, it's important that they are learning about this park in their backyard.
1: And with that, uh, those visits, it also came came the part to explain like how can we take care of it, and and that's where Corey, particularly, and the Green Team got involved in organizing. St- you know, yearly, like sometimes two, like three, as much as possible, cleanups with students because you can pick as many garbage as you want by yourself, but 100 people can pick up more. And therefore, our organization started leaning towards other uh, private schools, mostly organizations as well, and trying to make a bigger impact. But, you know, one problem leads to another, I guess. And so, okay, we get. Tons of garbage picked up. Now, what do we do with it? And most importantly, how can it be sustainable? What happens if we are not here to do it all the time? How can the park itself create this culture and have this infrastructure where the littering is not a problem anymore?
0: Yeah, I mean, just to give some history, the school, the I mean, I don't know, I think it was called Lobo Mexicano before, but now we have the current green team, but... Uh, it was interesting we we're looking at a timeline from our school celebrating 90 years you know there's there cleanups organized back in 2004 I'm sure there was cleanups organized even before that um, but you know those are set and, and we have record of that and myself as the leader of the student green team here we've done you know three four every year for the past seven years but we're coming to realize that every time we do a cleanup every time we return, there's just as much or more garbage. So we're really starting to think that, you know, this band-aid kind of activity that we're doing, cleaning up, well, is it it's not really having any impact.
2: I mean, we need to like educate people that whenever you come to use the park, you are supposed to leave it like in a better conditions that you arrived. So that's our main goal, how we're gonna do it. We don't know if we should put like like trash cans every like i don't know uh. yeah so that's that's the thing that's what we're designing but it's a, it's complicated because part of the in el parque la huasteca part of it's it's from the like state property mm-hmm. and the other it's like federal property yeah. and then part Municipal. of it's uh-huh. so it's legally it's complicated so what what we are trying to do is how do we make it legal so somebody will be in charge of we can put the trash cans, but if there's no, like, truck that will come and pick it up, it's going to be a bigger mess, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah. that that's that's what we are trying to to figure out.
1: Did you guys hear that about being complicated? The whole legal issues about it is kind of where the plot thickens. You see, the park belongs to everyone, yet nobody wants to claim it when it comes to taking care of it. So, through Viviane, we actually find a person who is trying to solve this situation. Let's hear it from him.
3: There's no police. There's a lot of illegality. and it's the Huasteca is very, very important because it's it's uh, at the very m- entrance of a national park, which is Cumbres de, de Monterrey. It, it's uh, Cumbres de Monterrey, it's ho- one hundred and seventy seven thousand hectares. It's a massive area, but what everything starts from from in a sense from La Huasteca. It is also uh, uh, very important for the, for the quality of the, of the water. A lot of the water that, that we drink in the city comes from Huasteca. Um, uh, if we don't stop the, 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 all the illegality and, and construction and, and all the land that they're stealing uh, and all the all the abuses that are going down there, uh, we will have problems with water, uh, with the quality of air, if, if, because there's no control inside. So, as a citizen, I said, well, this is not, um, <clears throat> this is not, not uh, acceptable and I need to do something about it. I, first, I talked to the uh, mayor of Santa Catarina um, and then uh, I realized that it was a much bigger problem because of, of So I talked to the governor and I convinced them that, that we should do something led by citizens. Uh, so he agreed, and they will give us the land of the government to, to this uh, patronato, which is like a, a council that we will, which will be in charge of of He's in charge already, though legally uh, not yet. Um, so we created the patronato, uh, and then uh, we we have uh, worked with the government uh, very closely to to organize. Um, Uh, First the legalities and we've been working together. We've been doing lots of progress uh, in in many areas uh, It's that's all the ugly work uh, We need need to do but in addition we want to create one of the best parks in in Mexico Um, So we want to we are organizing this patronato with with several uh, uh, Boards of participation Consejos de Participación Ciudadana each each consejo uh, can decide on their topic uh, fully. There's no no authorization. They need to ask and they can decide. Then, uh, it's Viviana. She's in charge of education. She came to me to us. You know, you know. I can't believe there's no one in charge. I'm doing this with schools. I need help to organize mm-hmm. uh, this. Is this uh, how do you call it? The cleanups, cleanups, or whatever. Yeah. And I said, what? And how many children do you have? No, like no more than 500. What? And yeah. from how many schools? Seven. I most schools, it's very difficult because we were sort of jealous as a school, overall, I'm talking you know, conceptually. And she managed to have seven schools working together, and I said, well, I, w- I will help you with land condition. Yeah. <laughs> you are going to join us, and, and now she's in charge of all this much bigger thing.
0: Yeah.
1: In, in which way directly do you help her, though?
3: No, no, no. Just, just to coordinate, she needed like a machine, a permit from the county. Uh, the, the, the uh, You know, we talked to the uh, county, the major, to for, to, to for the garbage. You know, trucks. We, got, we, she wanted uh, to have a machine from Grupo Allen that has Hazard, and I, I talked to the owners of Grupo Allen to get the machine. So you know, not, not very difficult stuff, but, but we helped her.
2: Yeah, we're like, we got in together, like we discovered that we were all trying to do the same thing, like yes. scattered around. Yeah. And now that we're together, like the Secretario de Desarrollo Sustentable like has our phone number and he calls like, what do we think, what should we do? So we are str- more like stronger united.
1: And that is how Vivian, or the Comité Interescolar, met Alberto Fernández Martinez a Monterey businessman, who conceived the idea of the Patronato de la Huasteca. The Patronato is recruiting whoever wants to help, and is aiming to explore the four elements of classical thoughts, earth, water, air, and fire.
3: We're talking already with universities, private and and public. Um, uh, with institutions, for example, for the water, uh, the, the Fondo de agua Monterrey, which they have, they planted 800,000 800, trees last year, uh, and they're doing a lot of research. So we're going to to, to take for water. We're going to uh, uh, make education projects, uh, projects related to for people understanding how the water, you know, goes when you open the fossil in your house. Uh, for for uh, uh, Earth, we're going to work in projects w- with the universities to, to, to educate people on the, on the flora and fauna. Uh, there's some very special species that we only have here. And, and also we believe it is very important for people to appreciate what, what you have locally. Uh, 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 and 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 for the for the ecology is very important mm-hmm. that you don't try. Uh, we we sort of have this idea of planting you know palm trees because someone saw them in, in Miami and and here you know the water and the, the the climate doesn't work for for many of the species that we plant. So we want to to get people uh, in in love with with what we have. Uh, for the air uh, we have s- s- severe and, and very important issues with the quality of air. So we're working to educate people and, and to have projects and, and conferences on, on on the quality of air what can we do where we are where we will be if we don't do anything and and fire it's it's related to, to the topography and the, the the what's the name for the for the uh, geology of the mountains mm-hmm. we have one of the most beautiful uh, mountains and and these these formations which it's it's a very unique and there's this is one of the only places in the world that we have these formations. I mean, the, the, there's a national park, but as far as as uh, operationally and the organization of uh, and especially in Huasteca, in the entrance of the national park, there's no one in charge. There's no police mm. right now. Don't tell your friends, but if someone no is drinking there, underage and. You know, no, nothing happens yes. because it's a state land and, and the local police cannot do it and we're changing those things. So, so it's, it's a huge uh, challenge. Uh, uh, but but uh, one, one important thing that, that you need to remember is that the parks are much bigger than us. So our project is for these things that we're planning is for the next hundred years. I'll be there and probably, I don't know if you guys will meet, okay. but, but the, the important thing is that uh, we're thinking long-term. Uh, so some things we will not be able to, 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 to fix right away, but as we advance, for example, uh, we are working with people il- with illegal land, uh, owning in, in state lands, and that's why you see a lot of police, and uh, you know, yes. mm-hmm. uh, and, and there were 180 people with, that they put you know and they do not have the, the land and and but there's a lot of people on the state uh, land and it's much more complex but once you start with something and then you start more citizens getting involved and you and you have projects like what I told you that you have all the school you know going to the park and realizing how beautiful you have something 10 minutes from your home then there's no way back I mean uh, with time you will end up uh, controlling the full scope of the park because it's it's a long-term project.
0: Yeah, and people will, well, they'll, they'll want it, right? They'll, they'll admit it's a public park. Um.
1: Well, as you can see, there's clearly a, a lot of diverse challenges that the Huasteca and the Patronato are facing. And I, I used to think that there were plenty just from my own perspective and clearly
0: he's Taking this vision or possible situations into a much bigger scale. So how do you approach a project like this that has so many parts? In this next little part, Alberto goes over the organizational structure that um, that. El patronato. He, yeah, that he sees that'll that'll make this project happen. And really, it's just he breaks it down into teams and groups. He'll talk about uh, a team and group responsible for security, a team um, responsible for cleaning and maintenance, and one that's uh, focused on recreation. Uh, what I really like about what Alberto says is that you know he's dreaming big, he wants to make it like one of the best parks in the world, but in order to do this, it needs to be um, you know, broken into teams and very community-based, grassroots-based. Collaboratively, yeah.
3: Another board is, is, is in charge of, of security. For the streets, we need to create a police uh, force uh, so people don't throw trash uh, for, the graffitis, uh, for the graffitis. But everything will be working in several areas. For example, for the graffitis, we, we have on the education team reporting to Viviana a group of, of, uh, of citizens that they, 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 are going to, they, they are already cleaning the graffitis. But also no. on the security board we want to work on how to make sure we, we, will, we don't let people do graffitis. Yeah. And then we have another board of, to create uh, paths We want to create uh, for rock climbing and we realize it's one of the best places in the world for, for some types of, of rock climbing. Uh, we actually was very uh, you know we, we got surprised. Uh, there's a website com. And, and, and we saw it looks like official, you know, this is a fraud. Let's talk. But they say, let's talk to the person who did it to see what's going on. And this British guy, he's a rock climber, he said, you know, uh, yes, you, guess, Yeah, guess, yeah. Guess, he said, yeah. you guys, you have no idea what you have. Yeah. It's as beautiful as, you know, Yellowstone or some park. But so I'm doing this to help. So, so instead of fighting with him, we invite him, and he's already in this group of people. We want to create, uh, uh, bring international rock climbers from all over the world, and, and, and that will get a lot of excitement to people, to students like uh, you know, in this school. That once you start seeing videos from all these, you know, Italians and Japanese rock climbers, you see, well, you realize we have something really big and beautiful here. Uh, we want to create, uh, uh, you know, paths to, to, for for walking, veredas, uh, and, and make them as beautiful or better than in Colorado or in. Switzerland uh, also for rock climbing uh, for 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 mountain bikes uh, we want to create also an independent road for road uh, bicycles so so you can go in uh, you know to do exercise for 30 kilometers without cars and mm-hmm. also another road for people that run and we have lots of, of ideas lots of projects we' are getting organized um, uh, and formalizing everything uh, we're in contact uh, you know uh, uh, Daily contact or very weekly contact with with the, with the governor or, or, or the government in the state level, also with the a federal level with the Konawa and with the, so we're sort of the glue that is going to put everything together.
0: The
3: we can we organize also like uh, the find a a, a like, no, half an hour hike. Yes. And 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 have. Have you organized in school uh, you know, the, the 30 minute hike to know the basics of Azteca? And in that hike, when parents go, or well, the first 20 minutes, you, you need to, you know, we're going to teach you to tell you these things that are important for the park, for the ecology, for the green team. Uh, and then you do the hike. And there are many things. We're, we're starting also, we want to create the best things for the people that are the um, less privileged. Uh, mm. And we're starting with a project still conceptually. We want to do a hike for blind people. Wow. Uh, uh, so, if, so, since they cannot see, we want to have, you know, the wind blowing their cheeks. Uh, they can smell the plants and the, uh, they can, uh, you know, listen to the birds. So we're working on that. We're working also on a project for doing a photo photo hikes or photo photo walks, so. photo walks with, with one of the you Make know away. the best professional photographers. Uh, but know about you know that, that we're going to do every week, so you can join. if You have friends that like photography, uh, and and do a hike for you know 40 minutes or one hour and have these beautiful pictures taken with someone that could help you.
0: And also in the night. At night, and make it Way and
3: Oh yeah. I went. I went for the first time. So you do how to do it and. Uh, with uh, It was even with moon, that you, uh, that you are not supposed to do it with the moon. What I saw in Milky Way with the, my pictures. Uh, so there are many things that can be done. The important thing is to find something concrete and something that, that, that can can make, make a big difference in the park.
1: There seems to be a very ambitious vision of the park in the future and many projects to tackle. but. Then again, I, I keep going back to what we talked at the beginning, who's going to be
0: responsible for it? I guess you, when you say responsible for it, you mean the, the finances behind it. So uh, luckily Alberto kind of explains or has taken on the responsibility to pro- approach various stakeholders to come up with a, a kind of a plan or a way to financially support the, the, the project. So let's hear from Alberto to see the financial plan.
3: The idea, the conceptual idea is we want, uh, uh, and uh, and I will have to be very involved in that process, to raise money from private uh, corporations, from families, and from the government at the state and federal level uh, for projects. But we want to make sure that the operation of the park will be fully uh, auto-sustentable, auto-sufficient. So we want to to charge for the entrance of the park, and if you're a student or you know to make it free, but we're still working on that. We want to create uh, you know concerts or maybe give uh, talks and do things that so that we can have you know the the restrooms. Uh, we don't have the restrooms one. We have restrooms <laughs> to have them more you know cleaner than if you go to a Four Seasons hotel. You know, uh, and we want. Uh, the security we want the the maintenance to be high end top-notch uh, and and that operation we want to make sure we we find out ways to do it uh autosufficient and for the bigger projects we need to raise money from the from the city and that's why if you choose to take a project to to get people it, it will help us a lot because once they see what they have you know the, the, they'll realize, you know, I need to have, do something about it. And the same as I did, and some of you are as well, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: When we started this episode, we were following trash, literally. We were just covering a cleanup and um, a makeover, because that's what a cleanup is. It's not a real sustainable solution. Along those lines, we met students, we met people, we started following the rabbit hole, I guess, and I think we find hope. We found that we as a school, as climbers, as individuals, we're not alone in our concern for the Huasteca, and we're not alone in terms of like trying to keep it as clean, sustainable, and beautiful, and accessible for everybody as possible. And I think that to me that's been a, a great, again, something to look forward to, a light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Yeah, it was really refreshing to see and, and know that there's a lot of groups out there around Monterey, around the city, that are really looking uh, to protect the Huasteca and, and make it a, a you know world-class park. It was almost like Jose said, we, we were following a, a trash or a, a cleanup, but we just, it was almost like uh, peeling back layers of, a, of an onion. We just, the, the more we kind of looked and interviewed people, the more we found that there is kind of... People with a a plan, not alone, right? Yeah, a hundred year plan to make this uh, a world class park. So uh, it was very refreshing to see that uh, you know we're not the only ones that, that care and love this beautiful park in our backyard. I think it starts with the individual, it starts with the person, but um,
1: again, it feels good to know that organizations are behind this. People with experience running parks, um, you can see a newspaper that there's a group called Huasteca which put money out of their own pocket from the university, sorry. They're from UDEM, uh, and they buy their own their own metallic toothbrushes. Uh, they go over there to just like try to clean somebody else's mess because they want it was taken to be for everybody. And, and you know, the people from Rock Art Escalada in uh, Fernanda Ferry Rodriguez, which also is getting all the community together in order to create signs that have park rules and identified. Key routes in the were taken for climbers. Nobody told them to do
0: that. And I think uh, I think this all goes full circle. Just to, to from wherever, like where our passion for the park came, it was those first moments or that first year in Monterey, just getting out there and enjoying the park. And I think that's important for like our school community or your school community or any community is just to get out there and enjoy it and to see what you have. And and it'll just and you'll value it that much more.
1: If you haven't yet, yeah, you don't know what you're missing. It's worth it, it's out there. Go out there, have some fun, keep it clean, try to help. Um, I think that's all for today. Thank you for listening. Um, if you have any comments, if you live in Monterey or if you live outside of Monterey and can help collaborate in any way with your experience, please share it with us and um, we are looking forward to continue with this Huasteca project and see what happens. Exploration. What
0: We're looking forward to the next hundred years, that's for sure. Uh, anyway, my name is Corey Austin. And my name is Jose Alvarez. This is Beyond Our Bell. It's
3: a big puzzle, and, and we need to, different people need to get different uh, pieces of the puzzle. But it's how to change the. the culture, the, how to inspire citizens to make them realize that it's their park because the biggest issues in the park is, is us as citizens.